Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A great finish can save any wrestling match. Even if you stink up the joint for 10 minutes, if you can captivate an audience and get them to react as soon as a referee slams their hand down for the three count, you're likely in for some serious praise. Sadly, we can't include any New Japan matches in this as they get mad even when we just use images. But otherwise, I'm Simon from What Culture. Please do hit that subscribe button. And this is the 10 greatest finishes in modern wrestling history. Number 10, Hangman Adam Page versus Lance Archer. Happening on the 9th of February 2002 episode of AEW Dynamite, this just helped everyone and everything. Hangman Adam Page was already off to the races as champion after a couple of bangers with Brian Danielson, which made what came next even more important. The momentum is always in the chase, so how do we keep the cowboy at the top of the mountain? Simple, go and get Lance Archer. This allowed the cowboy to face a monster, and while it was obvious Page would win, nobody knew exactly how and man, we were in for a treat. Because early on it became quite clear that hitting the buckshot lariat was going to be a problem after Dan Lambert had taken off the top rope, but as always, our champion had a plan. So after throwing some barbed wire onto the floor, meaning the referee had to pick it up, Page used their back as a platform in order to hit his finishing move and send everybody nuts. It also blasted Archer through two tables, which was a great visual, and I tell ya, when all was said and done, this had exceeded everybody's expectations. Number 9, The Bullet Club versus Will Ospreay, Matt Seidel, and Ricochet. Most PWG Battle for Los Angeles shows are insane, but this match in 2016 was particularly out of control. A hotbed for scouts of bigger companies wanting to get their eyes on the next breakout star, pro wrestling gorilla would often let his performers just do whatever the hell they wanted, and the results were crazy. So when Adam Cole, the Young Bucks, Osprey, Seidel, and Ricochet decided to go super counter-heavy in their closing minutes, everybody lost their bites. The real highlight is that while obviously planned, they went out of their way to act like they were barking orders on the fly. We had tombstones and tilt-a-world reversals, as Will stopped a Meltzer driver in order to hit an Oz cutter, as all the good guys decided to hit simultaneously shooting star presses. If you're not into spot fest, as goes the term, you won't like it, but as a way to highlight flippy dippy doodah excellence, this is fabulous. You'd never believe there was only 300 fans in the building as they erupt with joy, and never forget that's all wrestling is. You entertain some folk and then get them to make a lot of noise, 
It is great. Number 8, FTR vs The Young Bucks Round 1 These teams had such a feat in front of them at Full Gear 2020 as this match had been demanded for years. The expectations were so high only a classic was going to suffice, and can you believe it? They paid it off. It's also serious evidence in the face of the idea that Young Bucks contests have no story, because this was full of it. Man, Nick Jackson were basically on a losing streak by this point, whereas FTR had decided their whole AEW run lived or died, depending on what they did on this night. So there was real stakes. We also had Matt selling an ankle injury, which was a constant risk, whereas Cash and Dax were determined to show the world that old school wrestling was where the future lies until they got frustrated. A true tennis wrestling match, a moment of shifting philosophies would cost FTR when Wheeler decided he would go for a 450 splash, something completely out of his wheelhouse, even if he did pull it off wonderfully. It did not connect as FTR been touting for years and after some super kicks proved to be their undoing. The real genius was it showed that their style of wrestling may just be the correct one, although as the Bucks got the victory, they could also fly the flag for their choice of fighting. This was so well thought out. Number 7, Kenny Omega versus John Moxley. This was so long ago we forget about it now, but when Omega and Moxley clashed at Full Gear 2019 in a lights out unsanctioned match, they basically tried to kill each other. I mean, that was the point, but still. When the canvas had been ripped up in order to expose the wooden boards underneath, fans started to raise an eyebrow, especially when Kenny started to go to the top rope. His plan was to Phoenix splash John, which would have ended both of them, but Mox got out of the way. This meant Omega went flying right into the floor with every single person in the crowd groaning because that looked like it sucked. It got worse for Kenny as Moxie used this opening to paradigm shift Omega's head into these boards to get the win, which would also tie into later brawls that these guys would have. I mean, it essentially set up a year's worth of narrative. I mean, just go and watch Winter is Coming for more evidence of this. There was more here than just violence, even though, yeah, it was definitely brutal from start to finish. Number six, Bailey versus Sasha Banks. Based around the idea that Banks had wrecked Bailey's hand prior to all this and was happy to try and break it on the night, it created a sense of jeopardy that didn't once let up. The real genius, however, was how the hugger reacted to it. Unlike when she fought Alexa Bliss and refused to use a kendo stick because she didn't want to be too aggressive, Bailey raised the stakes to match her rival by booting her in the head like she was trying to take off her neck. She also wrenched her arm back in order to get the tap out victory and just listen to the reaction here. That's all you need as proof that they smashed this, the fans become unglued. It's absolutely something you need to see if you haven't and to think this happened all the way back in 2016 and WWE still took till 2020 to replicate it on the main roster? You tell me. Number 5, AJ Styles versus John Cena. Both guys had gone out of their way to ensure this had a big match feel, plus you had the idea that Cena was going after WWE titles in order to try and break Ric Flair's record. As for Styles, he had a point to prove in the sense some people thought he'd never make it to the main event of a major pay-per-view, and the twists and turns with this... It is marvelous. Aside from the near falls, which make you believe AJ is going to take the win, the final few moments get both guys over. John is able to catch Styles with an AA, but he knows that's not good enough because AJ is too good. Therefore, he powers through to hit AA number two, which also gave us another narrative point. Cena wasn't just some old man trying to keep up. He was still the guy. This also helped future fights they would have. And if there was any doubt Styles wasn't up to snuff, this was all you needed to see. I tell you. That guy can do it all. Number four, John Moxley versus Brody Lee. Pitching the idea that Mox is going to have to fight for his life against somebody far bigger and potentially far more insane, this is a violent war complete with blood and John paradigm shifting Lee through the rampway. While that is par for the course when it comes to wrestling, the way it was shot made it look like this was the most horrendous thing ever. 
the wreckage looked like a car had crashed. It was also played out like it was the end, so when Brody continued to move forward, he was like some sort of unstoppable beast. That then tripled when he was choked out and barely looked like he was bothered. This man was unhinged. Moxie matched all this too, which was awesome, as it allowed both guys to pitch themselves as if they had no sense of empathy or care. It really did rock. Number three, Brian Danielson versus Eddie Kingston. When a pro wrestling match is done right, everybody should walk away feeling like they've benefited. That is the secret sauce. So on the October 21st AEW Rampage, Danielson and Kingston decided they should put this into practice and somehow pulled off two finishes during one contest. It was stupid. Their scrap too was great as Eddie continued his journey up the All Elite Wrestling ladder by mauling Brian as if he felt compelled to prove a point, whereas Danielson just did what Danielson has always done. He makes you believe that everything you're seeing is totally legit. The strikes are horrendously vicious as well, and both men put in so much effort before we're done, the crowd actually stood up and applauded. They wanted them to know they appreciate what they'd done here. So that's the first ending when we're talking about getting both wrestlers over, and the second was right around the corner as a defiant Kingston passed out to a Danielson submission while also telling the American Dragon to go flub himself. It is no wonder why now... They're among the AEW favorites. Number two, Chris Jericho versus Cody Rhodes. I love it when wrestling decides to do as much as it can within one single match. So at AEW Full Gear 2019, we had to ensure that Cody was strong in defeat, Jericho remained a worthy champion, and that we introduce a new star to the books and plan for the future. It was wild. This all came to a head during the finish, and it was preceded by a contest that should be talked about more today, because it was really good. Chris applied the walls of Jericho onto Rhodes while also dragging his feet across the face, which was so awful to witness, referee Aubrey Edwards accepted MJF throwing in the town on behalf of his friend. So you could argue this whichever way you wanted, depending on who you wanted to support, and in order to achieve goal number three, just as Cody had lost out on a world title, here was Maxwell to boot him right in the balls and show his true colors. He was no pal at all. Number one, CM Punk versus MJF. Imagine that at one point in time felt like it was impossible. Punk and MJF clashed at Revolution 2022 and came up with the wildest of all rides. This was proper cinema wrestling with ups, downs, left and rights, all held together by the fact this blood feud had resulted in a dog collar stipulation designed for both guys to bleed. So they bled. AEW had been teasing Wardlow leaving MGF for over two years by the time we got to this event, so the fact we chose to pay it off here was inspired. The big man acted like he had misplaced the diamond ring, denying Maxwell use of this weapon, only for Wardlow to realize it was in his other pocket, just as CM Punk was ready to take advantage. The camera work and resulting cheer was everything it needed to be and more. As already said, if we are judging endings by the noise they generate, this was right up there. To the point come dynamite, everybody had forgiven Wardlow and basically being a right dick ever since AEW came into existence. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.